the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy M. Well, good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Hope that you're well. Kathy, it's good to see you. Mm. We enjoyed a long weekend. We did enjoy a weekend. We really did. It was wonderful. Wait, Chrissy's saying maybe not so much. Well. I enjoyed it because oh, she had to work on she Saturday. She had to work on Sunday. Right, right. But then, yeah. It's what it is. I mean, you're a little man on the totem pole, right? It's, it's a seniority thing. It's That's hard. All. It's paying your dues. It's really. Everybody pays their dues. Everybody has to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are things in the home front? Uh, things in the home front are fine. John, Excellent. thank you for asking. Yep. We went from 95 degrees on Friday. It was, it was Friday. It was 95. Yeah. yeah. it was hot. And then uh, last night, uh, it was like 52 or something. Mm, I was at the pirate game last night. Yeah. Was it cold? I had a long sleeve t-shirt, a sweatshirt, and a hoodie on. Wow. And a hat. <laughs> yeah. I was happy to be there. There weren't a lot of people there. There certainly weren't. No. I was watching the game on TV. But I was very, very happy. It was a good game. Yeah, it was I a good game. saw the Bucks play, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have Zach Thompson with us here in just a little bit. He's a, a player for the Pirates. Starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is going to the Pirate game, and this is true. If you're a fan, you don't know most of the players. Uh, I think there are three players I know. I know Key Brian Hayes. Mm-hmm. I know Brian Reynolds. Yep. And I know Zach Thompson. No. Um, yeah. No, I no, I'm Brubaker. Oh. No, no, I knew Brubaker. Oh, Brubaker, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with most of the starting pitchers because I watch the games, mm-hmm. but that's really about it. Yeah. It's pretty thin. They're, they're starting over. However, they had a big call-up today. So you, it's they? kind of interesting to me because it looks like they're developing, once again, oh my gosh. a we've core been, of people that you get excited about. Developing. Listen, it, you, you know, I'm dragging my feet, but it was a really great night that's at the wonderful. ball game. That's wonderful. Really what about, okay, what about concessions? Anything new, different? Mm, slow and expensive is oh, what I'd say. Really? Yeah. I was I was like I said to my wife, let's let's uh, eat at home, and she was like, no no no, don't you want to like you know and like have ballpark food? I was like, not really. I mean, it's a lot of money, and I'm not quite sure about the you know. Anyway, I had a dog and some fries. One of my kids had the same thing. We both had dogs and fries, no drinks. It's thirty seven bucks mm-hmm. for two dogs and two fries. Thirty seven bucks. Yeah, and uh, you know. It, uh, that's where the money is, I guess, the concessions. We brought in some peanuts on our own. Right, but always do that. The, the cool thing about the Pirates is they are very generous in allowing you to bring things yep. in. There are many clubs who right. do not allow that. Right. So, and, and the bag size is a decent-sized bag. It is. It's like a gym size, a yeah. gym bag. Yeah. I mean, a smallest gym bag. Yeah. So you can bring just about anything in. We brought water in, right, yeah. as long as it wasn't opened. Right. So you could go to the ballpark Fairly cheapish. Oh, for compared to any other market, yeah, you can definitely go to the ballpark cheaply. Sadly, you're not seeing a good product when you're there. Pretty much not. But, but last night's said, game was said, great. Yeah, very good game. I enjoyed so, it too. Anyway, we're going to talk with Zach Thompson a little bit because Faith Night is coming up. 
This is it with this weekend? The fourth. No, oh, week from weeks. Saturday. Okay. June fourth. Tickets on sale right now. We hope to see you at Faith Night. Anyway, uh, that's a, just a quick re- recap of the weekend. How about that? Today's news, Kath? And it's kind of a slow news day, isn't it? No, I don't think so. All right. As we always do, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, May 24th, John, mm-hmm. 2022. Number one. In what is believed to be the first war crimes trial since Russia's invasion began, a Ukrainian court found a 21-year-old Russian soldier guilty of premeditated murder and violating the rules and customs of war after he admitted to fatally shooting a 62-year-old unarmed civilian in the Ukrainian village of Chupakivka. The soldier who was sentenced to life in prison claimed he was following orders from supervisors who were concerned the civilian would report their location. Heaven help us. Tragic. Number two. Voters go to the polls today in Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, and Texas to cast their ballots in the state's various primary elections and runoffs. Of particular note, John, are you ready? Hmm. Georgia's Republican gubernatorial primary between Governor Brian Kemp and former Senator David Perdue. Georgia's Republican Secretary of State primary between Brad Raffensperger, remember that name? Oh, yeah, sure. And Representative Jody Heiss. Alabama's Republican U.S. Senate primary between Katie Britt, Mike Durant, and Representative Mo Brooks. And a Democratic U.S. House primary in Texas between Representative Henry Queller and Jessica Cisneros. Number three. A third-party report released Sunday, commissioned by the Southern Baptist Convention's Executive Committee, found SBC leaders mishandled, and that is the nicest word I can put to it, sexual abuse claims within the church for decades, and that survivors were met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility from church leaders. There's a lot to this story. There is a tremendous amount. We're going to talk about it in the 5 o'clock hour right. of today's show. And developments, even as we speak, uh, the SBC is releasing a list, list of secret abusers. But uh, Talk about too little, too late. Right. And I course, mean, if you haven't read about it yet, uh, let me just uh, give you the quick version, which is it is appalling. And Truly. more of the same. More of the same. That whether it's, you know, the Catholic Church yep. and that abuse scandal or, or whatnot. Or the Sovereign Grace group or, yeah, really you know, the uh, Australian scandal with the Roman Catholic Church or this one. It is one horror story after another. That's not an exaggeration. Anyway, those three stories from today's dispatch. Number four. After the surprise and welcome signing of Brian Rust late Saturday, that yeah, was really very nice. Super geeked about I was, that and I, very surprised. I did very not expect surprised. that. Did you? Today, Penn's GM Ron Hextall said he's eager to have both Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang finish their careers as Penn's. It's like, what? Now, of course, we know that we all want to have them finish their careers as pens, but he was talking about it in a way that made me think that, like, he was actually pursuing it. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to happen. He must be staying at the job. Yeah. Well, you would think for all the parties involved, if that was the opportunity. Well, that would be great, but I can't imagine that we could afford. Maybe they're going to bend. Why would you want to go someplace else and end your career elsewhere? How much do you need? I'm just saying that these people have made their bank. Plus, they look at that as respect. But then you're going to leave and start over with somebody else? That's your top four at four. Right. And a bonus. Yes. John Hall's attendance at PNC Park last night may have been just the change the team needed. They did beat the Rockies. Very nice. After the humiliation they suffered the night before, I think it's important to bring that up when Yadier Molina, who, if you're keeping track, is a catch. 
pitcher, right. was pitching mm-hmm. to the Pirates at the end of the game and right. gave up the only four runs that the Pirates got after they were losing 18 zip. Well, thank goodness they scored some runs on the catcher, right? We'll take a quick break, Did come back. Did that hurt you watching that? No, it's fine. It's oh, just, it's, it's not fine. It's, it's the weirdness of, of it's baseball. embarrassment. That's all. It's just what it is. Okay. All right. Take a quick break. Speaking of baseball uh, and faith and, night. And not an embarrassment. No. Zach Thompson is with us in just a few minutes. How does a professional baseball player navigate his Christian faith? That's next on The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. It's frustrating to work for an incompetent boss. At times, his weakness makes us want to take control. Ahead from Chuck Swindoll. Hey, you're pushing somebody out of his job? Let God open the door. God will put you where you ought to be just at the right time. You don't have to manipulate that. Chuck Swindoll is drawing powerful lessons like this one from the story of David. Listen this week to Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Over the years, when we've had Faith Night at PNC Park, it's always been this great evening of ballplayers down at that beautiful field. 
and they're proclaiming their love for Jesus. I, I just, if you've never been to Faith Night, I, we can't recommend it enough. And of course, because as Cass said, COVID, COVID ruins everything. We've not had Faith Night the last couple of years. But the good news is that Faith Night is coming back June 4th. It's a Saturday evening coming up real soon. And it's not even an evening. No, it's a 4.05 game, which is super cool. Because one of the main problems we've had with Faith Night, Faith Night in the past We've gotten home really late. Heck yeah. That's not going to happen this year. No. So 4 o'clock game, and then after the game's over, we're going to have entertainment. Chris Jameson. From The Voice here in Pittsburgh. So we're going to sing some Christian music, some praise worship music. And then the players are going to come out. They're going to take off their uniforms where, you know, at one point you kind of look at them like they're supermen. And then you see them, oh, these are just regular people just like you and I. So Faith Night is happening June 4th. Now, with that in mind, Zach Thompson is with us. Zach is a rookie, brand new with the Pirates as a pitcher, and excited to have him for the first time ever at Faith Night. Well, it's been, like, two years since we've had a Faith Night. Yeah, yeah. Zach, the, oh, wow. la- the last one we did, uh, there was a rain out. It wasn't a rain out. There was a rain delay. Right. And so the game didn't resume until, like, maybe 10.45 p.m., oh. and that was the fifth inning. Oh. So. I mean, I don't think Faith Night started until 12.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I know I got home at like 2.30. It was late. Yeah, so it can't be worse than oh that. Right. So the people who and hung like in a, there. And it was on a Wednesday. Right. Or so, Tuesday or something. And people who hung in for Faith Night, you know they had faith because they, they, yeah, they were hanging in there for it. So it's good. Hey, I, I was at the game last night, Zach. Uh, that was a good game. That was a really good game. Yeah, man. Happy I'm to be there. pulled that one out. Yeah, excellent, and uh, you guys look good. I mean, it's exciting. Look, I've been a, um, I'm I'm over sixty years old, Zach. I've been a pirate fan all of my life. I've seen every major incarnation of the team, every permutation, right. of I mean, good, so bad, and in between. I mean, so here we are again, and uh, I still I'm excited by baseball. I I just love to watch the game. So I'm glad, really excited for you as a rookie, and you're catching on here, and uh, you got to be thrilled by that. Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting just to play and just to, I don't know. I think it's just something I've done my entire life, so it's really nice just to get out there. Sure. We'll play this game I've done my whole life. Sure. Zach, how old are you? 28. Okay. Excellent. And where did you come to Pittsburgh from? Uh, I was with Miami last year. And what do you, what's it been like kind of getting established here, getting used to the team, getting used to the city? Um, You know, it's actually been a pretty easy transition. Um, really? Why is that? Most people live. don't. Most people don't link up Miami and Pittsburgh streets <laughs> <laughs> together. I'm about as uh, easygoing as it comes. I'm very basic, and uh, so as long as I had a place to live and transportation to get to the field, that's all I needed. Wow, good for you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, good. <laughs> Perfect major league baseball attitude. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, yeah, seriously, you're, you're young, married, and a, a newish father as well, aren't you? That is correct. Yeah, I've got a daughter. She's almost two. Two two next month. Fabulous. You guys aren't busy at home, are you? (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) How long have you been married? Um, It'll be five years this year. Oh, fabulous. Good. Excellent. Okay, so so talk about that. I mean, you know, the, the cool thing is, I mean... Every guy in some form or another has played baseball, but but there's this tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of people who, you know, ascend to the major league level. I mean, uh, talk about you as a kid and, you know, your hopes and dreams, and now you see yourself in some way, you know, here, you've arrived at the show. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I started playing when I was six, uh, and I think every kid who's ever played baseball wants to get to the big leagues. Sure. Um, 
And I think I never really thought it was going to be a true possibility. Um, and then my brother got drafted by the Rangers in high school. And I think that's the first time that really I associated my family and myself with professional baseball. Hmm. Um, and I ended up keep, kept playing and got hurt. So my draft opportunities were really low. Funny enough, I actually got drafted by the Pirates out of high school. Hmm. I didn't um, know that. How about that? Really? What year? Uh, 2011. Okay. Uh, it's a round that doesn't exist anymore. It's so the 48th right. round. Okay. <laughs> um, went to college, and I think after my freshman year of college is when I really realized that I probably was going to go play professionally. Really? Um, and then got over, you know, finally got drafted my junior year and, um, you know, made my way through the minors. And now being up here, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, you talk to anyone I played with or talked to last year and I never, or I always had a smile on my face, mm. like just because it's something that I've worked my entire life for. I'm mm. never going to let anything that it was going on, no circumstance, nothing. I mean, I could have given up five runs in a game and it didn't matter. It was like, I'm in this level that we've worked our entire lives for. And like y'all saying, like this, the smallest percentage of people ever get to do this. Yeah. Right. That's a good, so, that's, that's a great way to look at it. So what was that like for you? I mean, was there a moment where, you, you know, you get a phone call and they say, Hey Zach, you're going to be part of a major league team now. What, what was that like? Yeah. Um, so we were in Gwinnett, Georgia in AAA. Um, I was at this like Fairfield Inn with sharing a room with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and my manager calls me and just, you know, when the manager calls, it's really kind of an interesting moment. She's like, okay, this, you know, you're not really buddies with your manager. So there's always something, some business thing that's going on. Yeah. So it was about 1130 at night. And he gave me a call and he's like, Hey, club needs you in Miami. Congratulations. And I didn't sleep <laughs> and <laughs> so got on the plane and I was in Miami. I was actually in Pittsburgh. Actually is where we got called up. Wow. Um, wow. What about your your parents? Uh, my parents joined me. Yeah, so they all flew out that day. Um, last minute, like I called them all that night and everyone's screaming and of crying. Course. And then uh, That's cool. that next morning they all bought tickets. And I mean, God bless them because that was, that was rough on them too to get up and get on a flight and yeah. get out here. but. And so there was a moment that they handed you the ball and you walked on the mound and there you were. Yeah, that was a couple of days later. I didn't pitch here in Pittsburgh, but I ended up debuting at Fenway. Um, oh. And they told me a couple hours before the game that I was going to start. Wow. I've been a reliever for the past four years and coach walked up and he goes, hey, you're, uh, you know you're going to pitch today, right? Like, you know, where it's an extra game. I was like, yeah, I know, I know. He goes, good. Uh, now that we established that, you're starting. <laughs> I was like, okay. Everything's kind of started hitting me. But. Wow. So when's the last game that you'd started before that? Um, I'd done a couple of game openers in AAA. Um, but you've been but a reliever all that time. I've been a reliever since 2017. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's got to be a different. A, it seems I've never played baseball. It seems like it'd be a totally different mindset. It is. Um I think actually the the bullpen side of me really helped when I started. Mm-hmm. Um, your bullpen mindset's completely different. You're right. Um, starting, you kind of just want to go out there and go as long as you can. And as a reliever, it's like I want to throw as hard as I can and 
you know, get strikeouts and gives quick abouts, you know, what else I can do. Um, so taking that mentality into a starter was actually pretty nice for me. Excellent. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking with Zach Thompson. Zach is a starting pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to be at Faith Night coming up on June 4th at PNC Park. It's a 405 game. We hope that you're there as well. Faith Night's not been around for the past couple of years, so we're super excited. And, of course, uh, uh, Zach is a rookie here with the Pirates. It's his first uh, first Faith Night as well. So, Zach, uh, talk to us about your faith. I mean, uh, go back and tell us about your family and how you came to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, born and raised into a Christian family. Um, things kind of got uh, a little sidetracked, I guess, in college. Sure. And that's when I really had this coming back to, to Christ moment. Um, and ever since then, you know, I've really kind of had a strong faith. I met my wife in college and her family, her dad's a pastor, and they were just really encouraging to uh, let me be vocal about my faith um, and really strengthen that relationship with God. And, um, you know, I've just, it's really important for us. I think my family and I, we don't function well unless we have our faith uh, solidified, you know, and um, it's really been a, uh, a, a difficult track for us sometimes, especially with the lifestyle that we live. Um, but, you know, we always know that God's there. And um, every now and then, you know, we just kind of get these little voices that telling us certain things. And we just know that God's there talking to us and um, with us every step of the way. And it's once you have these little moments, it's just so cool knowing who God is and and uh, how much he cares for us and how much he loves us. And uh, ever since you know, that little moment, just moment in college, it's really been um, very encouraging for me to be able to share my faith with people. Fabulous. Zach, people listening to the program, you know, people, you know, button punching, so to speak, on, you know, checking into a radio station. They hear somebody say that who has faith and they think, well, what? God's talking to them. I mean, this is crazy. We get emails like that, you know, regularly. Like, what are you guys talking about? That's crazy. Right. Um, so what's that? I mean, I don't mean to delve too personally into it because, you know, we just met. But like what? Just to kind of put people who are listening at ease, you know, it's not how whack, how wacky is it? I mean, it happens to us, yeah. so it happens to you, and you brought it up. Yeah. So I've had a few instances. I think one of the, I, you know, honestly, even as a, a man of God of a while, I kind of thought it was a little weird for a little while until I heard it for the first time, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. And I think the first time I really heard it was when I made the transition from a starter to a reliever in baseball. Um, I was really struggling with my faith at the time, and it was almost literally audible. I don't know how else to describe it to you. It was just this voice in my head that wasn't my conscious or anything. It was literally God telling me, you have to trust me. This will work out. Mm -hmm. And it was so audible to me. So, like, I thought someone was talking next to me. That's cool. And I was like, that's, I was like, what the heck? Like, I kind of looked at the person next to me and, they were had their headphones in, were looking forward, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like, God's talking to me right now!" Like, I just had never heard that before, and it was so weird to me, and, and it was very just satisfying and, and comforting. Comforting, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fabulous. So when you know that, right, and when you hear that, all the trials and tribulations of what it is to be a professional athlete, the ups and downs, and you know, the fear oh, of you know all those things. I mean, to to know that first and foremost, that's got to really give you great strength. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, I my wife tells me this all the time, and 
like there's so much more to this life than baseball, you know, and we just, we're out here and it's just a blessing to be here, but um, we have to just really take a step back sometimes and just realize that we're here for a reason. And sometimes we just get to use our platform for, to be able to reach people and just be able to tell people how good God is. And, um, yeah. I, sorry. I'm no. just kind of thinking back and it's just realizing kind of having another moment today is realizing how God has worked in my life and how good he is. Fabulous. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, the kindness that God shows us, like, you know, how up, you know, John mentioned the ups and downs. And I don't know, it seems like being a ball player would be so anxiety producing anyway. But being a pitcher, I just the grind you guys have to go through, the focus on you guys. And um, always the, the measure of performance. Right. And all that just pressure, yeah. pressure, pressure. Um, I guess I want to ask you how you, I mean, you, you still love the game. We, I, we can hear that. How, how have you maintained that? Is that a gift of God? Is that something that your family cultivated? Um, or how do you not get caught up in the pressure of it? Uh, you know, honestly, it's both. Um, I have a great family. My, you know, my wife is super encouraging. My parents are encouraging. And, um, I've told a lot of people, um, that you really, because of the ups and downs, the emotional roller coaster that you're on, the moves, the travel, you know, especially coming up through the minor leagues, you don't know what level you're going to be at. You could move at any given moment. Um, everything is so up in the air and nothing is settled that you have to have this foundation. And the only thing that was stable, the only thing that was my rock was God. You know, being able to come back, you know, I could have given up nine runs in a game or I could have thrown a perfect game. And it doesn't matter. You have this level, stable foundation and rock that's always there. You can always just rest your head on and know that you don't have to worry about anything else. You know, you have so many people that are judging you on a daily basis, literally examining every single thing that you do. Every, every pitch that I throw, every move that I make is literally examined and analyzed and taken into account. And it's like at a certain point, you just have to, get over that and you just have to be like you know i i can only control what i can control and i'm going to give god the rest and you just have to like have i mean i know now like my my strength isn't from me my strength comes from god and you have to have that foundation especially in this lifestyle it's just it's so crucial that's good I mean, Zach, I mean, hearing you describe that makes me anxious, and I'm nowhere near the mound, seriously. <laughs> so, I, I, like I said earlier on, I was at the game last night, and I always love to listen to, you know, to walk-up music. Uh, the cool thing is there are other, other men around you on the team who are also believers, yeah? Yes, yeah, there is. Um, there's a few guys, I think, Sawinski has a good walk-out song, yeah. Stratton. Um, there's a few guys, and uh, you really have this kind of camaraderie, like especially like once you – go to chapel a few times with guys, you can kind of identify who's there, who's with you and who understands, you know, where our strength is coming from. And so it's nice to be able to kind of put that on display. Um, especially when you're able to just have this walkout song, whether it's five seconds or a minute or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just this, this tiny little bit of, of something that you can share during the day. Nice. No, unfortunately because of the DH, you're, you're not going to uh, walk up to the plate this year. No, unfortunately I really wish that I could. Yeah. Believe me, we really So wish do we you as well. We, we despise the DH <laughs> and all the permeations <laughs> from that. Baseball. It really does. Right yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, Zach, it's been really fun to uh, meet you. Yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time. 
And yeah. Um, yeah. Wouldn't it be cool? We would talk to you in 20 years, Zach, and you say that was a very satisfying 20 year major league yeah, career. That would be awesome, right? <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Yeah, fabulous. I really would. Well, listen, you have a you have a better record than you've been dealt for sure. I mean, you haven't been uh, you haven't been rescued by the rest of the team, but boy, we have really enjoyed watching you pitch. <laughs> well, thanks. Hopefully, we can keep going and we can have a really good rest of the season. Fabulous. Well, let's go, Bucks. Thanks, Zach. Yeah, let's go, Bucks. Yeah. Thank you. All. Pleasure. Junk sleep got you down. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help. Get a king bed for a queen price and save up to $500 off during the best Memorial Day sale ever. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. So I found a new fear last week. I walked into my doctor's office and there was nobody at the front desk. Just one of those little silver bells that said, please ring. I crept my little finger up to it, trying to just barely touch it. But sure enough, it sounded like a giant air horn going off. It's Ryan. And the goal of this commercial is for our faith and family mortgage team to say, don't be scared to smash our bell. Maybe you're thinking of buying a new home, but you don't know what the exact details would look like. Maybe the value of your current home has skyrocketed the last few years. Most have. And so you'd like to see what it would look like to cash out some of that newfound equity to use for life. We chose Word FM specifically, and we're committed to super-serving this station for the long haul. So ding that bell away. No question is too dumb. No pressure will you ever feel. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. Whew, that's a lot. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. Watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65 plus MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills. And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 plus is a low cost option for those with Medicare parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 55. For tomorrow, partly sunny. It'll be pleasant with a high of 73. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 60. 
For Thursday, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Mainly later, we'll reach a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Sunday evening, I had the uh, very distinct pleasure of going to a pastor installation service, which was just fabulous. A young man, for the first time, entering into leadership with a church, becoming a pastor, true and true. And it was really great. I mean, there was obviously lots of emotion, incredible celebration. But as the preaching was going on, one of the pastors who was um, sort of guiding the, the preaching segment of the installation process, he was skipping around in his Bible. And my guess is he went through maybe six or seven different passages. So he'd say, you know, go to, and then he would say Acts, or and, and then give, you know, the chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. We did this six or seven times. And it was kind of like a quick tour of the Bible. Sure. It was fabulous. And I, and I, I thought about the Bible League while we were doing this, thinking, Look at this. I mean, everybody in, instinctively at the church grabbed a pew Bible or had their own Bible with them, and we were all on this journey together. It was just really encouraging, mm-hmm. fabulous to be part of this. So and, for that to happen, everybody needs a Bible. Yep. And you need to know the book well enough that you can move around in it. Navigate quickly. Right. And you need to be conversant mm-hmm. in its themes. I mean, that's pretty amazing when you say that, that that many people were able to do that in the same room. Yeah. You think, you know, that's that, that's something that every church would want to have, people that were able to do that. And probably unusual in a way. Certainly unusual in a country or for a people that don't have access to the Bible. How do you gain Bible literacy like that? Michael Woolworth is with us from the Bible League once again. We are somewhere lingering out there from our Bible League goal. Michael, welcome back. Yeah, John Cath, thanks for a few moments to uh, keep this uh, before your uh, listeners. Uh, you know, one of the most humbling things I've heard, I didn't see this, but I heard this from friends of Bible League in uh, India. There's a seminary just outside of Karnataka, and as men are graduating uh, from that seminary, John Kath, one of the first things they do um, in their new ministries, they go to the outskirts of town, they have shovels with them, and they dig holes to signify uh, their grave. Now, listen, they're not saying this is the, the hole they're going to be buried in, but they understand, look, there's a price to pay where we live to follow Christ. We'll definitely have to suffer. We may have to die. But that was one of the most humbling things that uh, that I've heard um, associated with carrying out ministry in a place where persecution is at an all-time high. John Gath, we set a goal just a few weeks ago to put the Bible into the hands and hearts of about 5,000 persecuted believers. That's what characterizes every believer that we're helping uh, during the month of May on Word FM. I can tell you that we've revised that goal a little bit down to about 4,000. Why? It's an incredibly difficult time to be asking with hyperinflation and uh, COVID still in the picture and unresolved primaries, all of those things. And we're at the halfway mark, John Cass. So last two uh, last week we had two days of hope. Uh, did a little bit uh, yesterday, and we're at the halfway mark. So two thousand Bibleist persecuted believers that we know at name by name at Bible League will now have God's word. We need to wrap up on Sunday, and so that gives us a few days to put another two thousand Bibles uh, out the door. We're grateful to be at this point, but John Cass, it's a five dollar gift. And we've seen people all over the board on this, 20 Bibles, uh, five Bibles, four Bibles. We had a gift uh, made earlier today, a $500 gift. 
enough for uh, 100 Bibles. But I'd love to get there by Sunday, John and Kath. You've been wonderful advocates for us, and your listeners have been incredibly kind over the years. And again, we'd love to get this goal done by Sunday. Fabulous. 1-800-YES-WORD is the number to call right now. 1-800-YES-WORD. Of course, online at wordfm.com. $5 for one Bible. A basic ask is $100 for 20 Bibles out into the world. And this is the major part of it for me. The Bible League just doesn't stand somewhere willy-nilly and say, here's a Bible, here's a Bible. There's a requirement that you go through a process. It's called Project Philip, mm-hmm. and is is intentional Bible study. Like Kathy and I were just talking about, you know, when you're jumping around from Deuteronomy to Acts to Luke to Genesis, you've got to know your way around. And so the Bible League ensures that as you get your first Bible, you're connected with a local church and you have a large element of Bible literacy that's really key to this. So if you know your Bible, if you love your Bible, if you want to pass that greatest gift of all time to some new believer, now's an opportunity. $100 sends 20 Bibles out into the world with a great integrity and a long historical sweep of an organization like the Bible League, 1-800-YES-WORD. John and I have traveled around the world. Uh, John's been in different parts. I've been in different parts. But the thing that's linked us together is that we've traveled with the Bible League. And so we have seen the impact that Bible League curriculum mm-hmm. and materials can have on communities, on families, on individuals. We cannot recommend the Bible League more highly. And so if you're looking for an organization that is truly at its heart, committed to Christ in bringing the most basic of Christian necessities to the Christian, I think the Bible would have to be there, right? It would just have to be there. So as we talk about, you know, raising money in different months for clean wells or raising money for food or raising money for, you know, Christian education in a third world country, all those things are very important. But if you don't have the Bible there, if you don't have that guiding light, that the the source of wisdom that it's so, it, it's like ubiquitous. They're every Everywhere around us, we don't even know what our lives would be like without them. We'll just try for 10 seconds to imagine it. And that's why we're asking you to call 1-800-YES-WORD or go online to wordfm.com. Make your donation at the top of the page because only $5, $5 buys a Bible for someone who needs it. Michael? Yeah, John Kath, let me share a couple of scriptures. And I want to share two quick stories. And then let me thank some of those that have been getting involved um, Hebrews 11, some were tortured, some were whipped, scorned, imprisoned, stoned, sawn in half, killed by the sword. These heroes of the faith, the writer says, these are those the world was not worthy. And that's what we see. We've seen that in the Old Testament. We've seen it in the New Testament. We know the stories of uh, Jim Elliott. And, uh, you know, if you appreciate your English Bible, you know that William Tyndale uh, was burned at the stake uh, because he wanted people to read in English. The just shall live by faith. And so uh, persecution is nothing new. It never lets up. It happens all over the world. We've spent the latter part of uh, what May giving a number of stories of Christians that are praying for Bibles. Let me tell you two real quick. Pastor Yusuf and a deacon in the Middle East, they were kidnapped in broad daylight. Um, the family was unable to pay the ransom. There's this misnomer that Christians have access to a lot of money. It simply isn't true in many of these places. Um, they weren't able to pay the ransom. So those radicals, they beat Yusuf. They killed the deacon. They made uh, Yusuf carry uh, the remains of this man to his grave. It's totally um, humiliating experience, very, very difficult. But, you know, that man says with conviction today, it is a joy to suffer for the Lord. He has gone on to continue 
shepherding those in his care. He leads Bible studies from Bible League. He's praying for Arabic language Bibles right now. There's about 200 needed with that story in the Middle East. And another story real quick uh, is in uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, another pastor by the name of Rusis. One day his sons went missing. They were kidnapped. They were killed by a terrorist cell that hates Christians there in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And instead of retaliating like a lot of churches would, they retaliated by sharing the love of Christ. And I can tell you, they did that in neighboring villages. They had an idea of where some of these people were from. They've shared Christ, again, through this Bible League Bible study, John, that you've talked about often in our time together. And they've seen nearly 200 people come to Christ there in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So not only are you leaving the isms needing to be grounded in the Word, you need to be able to open the Bible on a daily basis and read scriptures like 1 Peter 1, in the testing of your faith, that is the persecution you face, you rejoice because it honors God both now and in glory. And then the other scripture that comes to mind is the sufferings of this present time. They're not worthy to be compared with the glory to come. And listen, when you can open Romans 8 and read that for yourself. If you're a persecuted Christian in India or China or the Middle East or other places we've talked about, that means everything. And so many times, John Cathy's persecuted believers here, you don't matter, die, leave. And yet your, your gifts have said what? Very clearly, we're with you and we're for you. Each gift is an answer to a prayer, John and Kath. We've seen 2,000 prayers answered to this point. We need to wrap up on Sunday. We'd love to be at 4,000 Bibles, which means we're halfway there. You know, if we saw a handful of you, uh, several dozen of you make your most generous gift. We'd be at that goal. We'd sing the Hallelujah Chorus and then let these Christians know the Bibles they're praying for. They're on their way. Before I toss it back to you, let me just say thanks to uh, John near the Ohio line. Thank you for your gift. Jeff of Butler. Thank you, Donna of Pittsburgh. Tim of Glenshaw. We've heard from Diane of Greensburg. Thank you for uh, friends from the greater Pittsburgh area. And then a gift, as I say, from Roy of New Kensington. $500. That's enough for a hundred Bible gift. John and Kath, I believe we'll get there. You've been incredibly kind to us. We have seen, I think, half a million Bibles sent over the years, uh, all the time that we work together. And again, um, it's a big task to get to where we need to be on uh, Sunday. But if there's a group that can get it done, it's the Word FM listening family. Very nice. Michael Woolworth from the Bible League. We live in a historical sweet spot that we are free people who have access plenty to God's holy word. And we also have the ability to send that along as well to people who would like to have their own copy, their own study of God's word. So if you have the resources, $5 for one Bible right now, $100 sends 20 Bibles out. Depending upon where you feel God's leaning on your life, won't you please join us at 1-800-YES-WORD. That's 1-800-YES-WORD. Of course, online at wordfm.com. We'll take a quick break, step away. We're of this Tuesday edition, just getting underway here with the ride home. WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. I wonder how many opportunities that come your way that you back up and you say, I couldn't do that. I don't have the experience. God is greater than anybody's experience. God can take the most inexperienced, He can take the most unlikely person and do something awesome in their life. Hear the series, The Promises of God. 
this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed, and one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156, and together we can help achieve this goal while putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. Do you have a special event coming up in your life? A shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods? Then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. I expected that during the pandemic there'd be a huge spike in birth rates, mm-hmm. didn't you? And then the the figures came out, 2020, low birth rates. Right. But apparently it looks as though like things have rebounded in 2021. The U.S. birth rate increased for the very first time in Seven since years. 2014. That's excellent news, right? Seven years, according to federal figures. Uh, women had about 3.66 million babies up just 1%, but up 1% from the previous year. So um, the rebound spanned age groups with birth rates rising for every cohort of women 25 and older. Births are still at historical lows after right. peaking in 2007. So it's not like we're at a healthy place numerically, but no. it's better than it was. It, we're talking about a piece that's in today's Wall Street Journal. Yep. And one of the things I noticed, John, I think that was very interesting is that um, several people said that the changes that COVID brought made it more tenable for them to have a child. Like, for example, I don't remember if, it, if the, the first woman who was interviewed was talking about herself or her husband, but 
their in-person travel that, that had been a prerequisite for the job I see. had been changed. And now they were able to do Zoom. And so that made it much easier for them to have a child. And mm. being able to remote work meant that she didn't have to put daycare as part of a regular expense of the family income. Mm. That makes a big difference. Sure it does. And, of course, the government stimulus. Right. Families got yep, that money for their children, which was money in the bank to help raise kids. Yep. All those things were positive, positive. Yeah. Listen, when my kids were little, I worked part-time at yep. a church. And that church was so kind to me and my kids because they let me bring them with me. Hmm. So when I had infants, I would bring my pack and play and all the stuff for the baby. And I would be there all day. The baby would take naps in there. Hmm. I would feed the baby there. It was that was they were fine with that as long as I was getting my stuff done. Yeah. But it was not a hardship for them. It was not something that made, they made me feel weird about. That's really, I think, the model. And I'm not saying that that's you can't. If you're a physician, you can't bring your baby to work. I get it. Right. There are you some know, jobs. There's some jobs it. that that's just not going to work. But, but I do think that that being aware of ways that you could alter an environment sure. to help moms be able to work, I think, could benefit everybody. Well, I remember you know, as a college student at Point Park University had a daycare on the top floor of the school. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you walk down the street and you see like this fenced in area on the top floor and you think, what was going on? And then obviously you, you would see, they would open it up not only to employees of the university, but people who were working downtown. So you'd be on a bus, a pat bus, driving downtown, and there'd be moms or dads holding their one-year-old or their two-year-old huh. or whatever, and they were going to Point Park to drop their baby off for daycare for the day. Fascinating. That's true. If you make provisions, whether it's government mm-hmm. or private enterprise, to make it easier for people to have babies, mm-hmm. I think people will have babies. Right. I think that if you are especially someone who's 40 and younger, you are looking at career first. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying culturally it's where we are. You're looking at career first. You're looking at probably a mound of college debt that you have acquired, and you need to figure out what to do with it. And so thinking about making a choice like I did, where I took 10 years, I, I worked in my career, took 10 years to work to stay at home with my kids right. and then went back to work. A lot of people think that is preposterous. It can't be done. It could be done if you were able to work from home or if your employer made some kind of concession or arrangement. You could, you could get a lot of good, solid workers if you were willing to. Well, there it is. There's proof in the pudding of what the pandemic has proven that, hasn't it? We'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home here on Word FM. Before Bamboo HR, <laughs> I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. 
Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799, and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, text Ron to 99799. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On June 1st, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the the Kindness Challenge. Enter the Kindness Challenge today at wordfm.com. We have a bird feeder in our backyard. We have a bird feeder in our backyard. and um, I know. I love that about you. I mean, it's so easy to do. I know. And, and the, and I've the, already confessed I feel like I'm missing the bird no, thing. I, mean, you know, and I, need to... I mean, the hours of enjoyment to look at these birds. Anyway, so I'm reading, you know, I see things about birds. And I go, oh, yeah. Uh, there are birds called jackdaws. Yeah, I actually know that. You do? Mm-hmm. How do you know that? It's surprising. I don't know because I know very little about birds. Well, they're not an, an they're a North African, Asian, and European bird. I believe I saw them in a National Geographic special. Okay, they look they look crowish yeah. in uh-huh. some ways. So they're largest birds. Um, they gather together like you know, have you seen sparrows gather together? Like you know, they all come together in a big yes, in a big right. And then you know, what's it called? Um, when the, oh, they're called uh, murmurations because the, the sparrows are murmuring. Mm. So the jackdaws do the same thing, where they gather together a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, upwards of a thousand birds at a time, and there's all this chattering. Now, this article that I'm reading today at France.24.com, a favorite site, says that the jackdaws have communication with each other in this large group. And they essentially, and I'll put this in air quotes, they vote amongst the group when is the proper time to fly away. Well, there's a, really, is it? it's like the contested election in Pennsylvania. 20,000 mules, maybe. <laughs> Who's stuffing the ballot boxes for the jackdaws? But some voting's going we on. Are we staying or going? And whenever they 
the consensus has made, then you've seen this in Sparrows. Yes. It's the most yes. thrilling thing. It is. They all just ascend. It's amazing. Oh. It really is amazing. And then they fly away. It's so beautiful. So apparently, higher intelligence in jackdaws and in crows, maybe in sparrows as well. Fly away, fly away, fly away home. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Voters in five states choose candidates in primary elections today. And Donald Trump is backing several Republicans. In Georgia, Trump pick and former NFL star Herschel Walker expected to win his Senate bid. Trump ally Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene also expecting a win. In Arkansas, former Trump aide Sarah Huckabee Sanders expected to win the Republican governor's nomination. And Trump-backed Senator John Bozeman hopes to fend off a challenge from three Republican rivals. In Texas, it's a runoff between Attorney General Ken Paxton, who's challenged by George P. Bush, the nephew of President George W. Bush. I'm Julie Walker. In Texas, the Uvalde School District is on lockdown. An active shooter was reported earlier at an elementary school. There were no immediate reports of injuries. That shooter is now in custody. This is SRN News. Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Bean, founder of Marriage Helper. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed, sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. Sign up today for the free Save My Marriage mini course, premiering May 27th on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley's from PA, featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys, Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, 
made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 55. For tomorrow, partly sunny. It'll be pleasant with a high of 73. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 60. For Thursday, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Mainly later, we'll reach a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. A weird story today, of course, there's many weird stories, and I'd say this, prayers for the school shooting, whatever's happening. Oh, my gosh. For that... Travesty. We, we don't know that. Yeah, we just we, heard it at the top of the hour. Right, we haven't gotten a lot of details about it. Um, situation unfolding in Texas. We understand that the perpetrator is in custody, at least a suspect they're saying is in custody. Right, but uh, prayers for the school shooting for any children oh or gosh. faculty. Another story out of Texas, an Iraqi man uh, who is here in the United States has been accused of being an ISIS operative and plotting to kill George W. Bush going as far as to travel to Dallas in November of last year to take video of the former president's home and recruiting a team of compatriots he hoped to smuggle into the United States over the Mexican border, according to an FBI search warrant that was filed March 23rd, unsealed yesterday in the Southern District of Ohio. Now, um, apparently this Iraqi was using the WhatsApp app to reach out and connect with his operatives across the border. The case shows how federal investigators continue to monitor threats from ISIS, even as the group has been severely weakened by American intelligence and military operations. Now, um, the weird thing is that uh, after traveling to Dallas, this person who apparently is in custody, they're not saying a whole lot about it, He traveled to Dallas to take video of the Bush's residence, then took more video footage at the George W. Bush Institute, according to federal agents. In one conversation with a confidential FBI source, the suspect said that he was planning to get four Iraqi national males located in Iraq, Turkey, Egypt, and Denmark into the United States, according to the warrant. Now, in a later conversation, he claimed that one of the four was the secretary of an ISIS financial minister. 
The alleged smuggler described the men as former Ba'ath Party members in Iraq who did not agree with the current Iraqi government and were political exiles. He was planning to charge each $15,000 to be smuggled into America and um, hoping then to devise a way that after the supposed assassination would be successful to exit the same way that they came in. I mean, it's it's a wild story. So I wonder how they got tipped off at first about it. Was someone, because they were already monitoring ISIS communication? Yep, and someone, two informants, reached into the FBI and said, we're part of this community, you should know about this. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's not surprising. You think I know that the, former presidents have, you know, they have Secret Service protection for the rest of their life. Yeah. Well, here's why. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. And I wonder. I mean, George W. made news last week, right? He inadvertently made a verbal slip, which, of course, he's famous for. He was calling out Ukraine, but, in fact, he did say Iraq, which made international news. Oh, is that right? News. I didn't yeah. hear about that. Yeah, made international news. You know, He said the word Iraq instead of the word Ukraine? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a mistake. Anybody who sits in front of a microphone can tell you that you make horrible mistakes all the time. Yeah. I remember the day I was talking about – I meant to be talking about Russell Wilson, who was, was at that time the quarterback of the Seahawks. And I said Russell Westbrook, Westbrook instead, who is in the NBA. I don't even know who he plays for because I don't watch the NBA. But I reversed them. Mm-hmm. And I got like incendiary emails. Like people like you. absolutely appalled. Like I'm never listening to this show again because you don't <laughs> – and I, it was a stupid mistake. But, yeah, it's just – it's very easy to do. It surely is. I mean, you know, even just, you know, conversation around the water cooler, people misspeak all the time. Right. You know, the difference is there's not a microphone. Or, how yeah, people yeah. would say, well, there's a higher standard, right? Because, and there is a higher standard. Of course there is. Yeah, of course. And you I appreciate know. that. But, it's but I'll just never one... listen to you again. <laughs> you, Kathy Evans. Never. You. And I don't even listen to the NBA or follow it. Anyway. Right. Anyway. Do you care about the NBA, Christy? No. Mm. Do you wish you did? No. Okay. John. No, not at all. Actually, one of my kids home from college was watching the NBA. And I was like, what's up with you? Because you never watched before. He was like, I, I find it interesting. I wish I did. I feel as if. You're missing out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it involves a ball. I have FOMO when it comes to games mm-hmm. with balls. Yeah. I mean, you're going to do so much. I know. Really? I, I'll tell you, I watched golf all weekend. That was very exciting. I don't think I watched any TV. Oh, I watched the, the Jesus film. Oh, yeah. Um, Jesus Music. Yeah. The documentary on Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. Hulu. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. Now, it's wild. It's a K-Love production. Yep. So you get to see, they sort of trace the early, not the super early days, but the early days of contemporary Christian music. Right. So like the Jesus Larry music. Norman, right? The Larry Norman era. Yeah. And then they focus on Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Kirk Franklin, Toby Mac. and Toby Mack. Which is a, a excellent choice, and they're very kind of like candid. looking at. They kind of take them as like a through line mm-hmm. chronologically. Billy Graham is featured. It's really well done. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, it's I on mean, Hulu. my husband has very little. He, you know, he's a he's a musician, so he's doing his own music. He so he has no. He wasn't in that Christian subculture mm-hmm. part like I was. I mean, I knew every single person they talked about in this thing. I mean, we talked to many of them. Eric, my husband, knew just a couple of them. Mm-hmm. He still was like completely into the documentary. It's, it's that well done. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and, and when it was all over, 
I went back and started to listen to the music again. Yeah, right. I did that too. Yeah, we were in the car last night. Right. I turned on some Kirk Franklin. I was like, crank it up. This Kirk Franklin. Right. And I went back and I started listening. <laughs> I started listening to Amy Grant's first album. Oh yeah, you first are. album. That's rough. Was she fifteen? How old was she? She was a young 16, girl, maybe. Right. Yeah, the music is really terrible. Is it? Oh, because it's that's the era it was. Yeah. The Russ Taft is featured prominently oh, as yeah. well, where he's really candid about his alcoholism Very. and about his addiction. Yep. And Russ Taft made some great music as well. I loved his Metals album. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. And of course, Toby Mac. I, we love Toby. I love Toby Mac so much. Yeah. And they, you know, they go into poor Toby Mac's Truett's death, his son's death. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty much no holds barred. And they call the they call the industry out yeah. for the industry that it is right. as a money maker. And what that has done to people's lives, careers, marriages, faith. Uh, It's really interesting. It's not a slam piece. No. Um, It's It's also not glossed over. Mm -hmm. I feel like they hit a nice sweet spot in the middle of being able to tell the real story well. Yeah. And for all its good and bad. Right. Benefits and foibles, they're all listed. And I would imagine, you know, it's it's mostly created for people like us who are believers. But if even if you were not a believer, you would find interest in it just because of the business of the business. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Anyway, the, it's called the Jesus music. Jesus music. Yeah, on Hulu. We yeah. loved it. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Uh, stick around. Uh, a bombshell explosion over the weekend about the Southern Baptists Convention. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Kate Shellnut joins us from Christianity Today. 1.5 WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options... We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. 
as a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention Johnny Cathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. I remember where we were right here in this room when the uh, grand jury report on Pennsylvania um, priests in the Roman Catholic Church who had been accused of sexual abuse came out that day um josh shapiro is the attorney general came out and gave a statement the entire text of it uh and uh, the whole report was released john you and i and our producer mike duffy sat watched it together online and we were the three of us overwhelmed by the enormity of the report and the enormity of the lives that were ruined, forever altered mm-hmm. by the predatory nature of these Catholic priests in Pennsylvania. Since then, there have been multiple reports that have surfaced of multiple denominations, faith traditions, um, and The report on the Southern Baptist Church that came out on Sunday is just the latest, but it is a shockingly damning revelation on what happened at the highest levels of that denomination. And for any person who calls on the name of Christ, um, this is a moment of deep, should be, I think, a moment of deep and sober reckoning. Once again, what goes on inside the Christian church? Kate Shelnut is with us. Kate's been a regular guest on our show over the years. Kate Shelnut is the senior news editor for Christianity Today. She herself writing, reporting on this story. Kate, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Kate, I'm sure that when you sat down to write this story, you I'm I'm I shouldn't say I'm sure. I'm <laughs> betting that you thought I can't believe I'm doing this again. Um, but talk about your uh, what you've first heard about the uh, revelations on Sunday. Uh, Talk about your process in writing the piece. There was a, um, I don't know, a disappointing familiarity to some of the details in in the report. So this is a 288-page document with another 100 pages of appendices, a really thorough look at, like you say, um, repeated instances of um, mistreatment of survivors, of um, people acting negligently, but the most overwhelming part is that I've been writing about Southern Baptists for the past um, three or four years about abuse in particular. So with every example, I thought, oh, I've written about this person before. I've written about this instance before. I've written about this survivor whose story is included before. And so part of it is not that hey, these things are brand new and no one had any idea, Um, but that kind of all the worst things over the past several years that have come up um, have been 
proven true or at least confirmed by a third party in this investigation um, to be credible and to see them all together at once. You know, all the stories that I wrote and trying to think of linking them all. Um, I think that was the most kind of overwhelming part of it um, is that this is kind of the culmination of a lot of little pieces that, that people have been following it. Southern Baptists and people outside the church have, have seen over the past few years. Yeah, and I'm sure that that had to be shocking, Kate, because as you say, there it is all in one place instead of dribs and drabs. So, I mean, this goes all the way to the very, very top of the Southern Baptist. And I think there's many shocking elements of this investigation and the preceding story. But I think probably the, the biggest thing or one of the biggest things is this secret list of pastors that the Southern Baptist had that they were sort of, you know, safekeeping somewhere in a safe. Can you go into that? Yeah. And Kate, tell us why... Um, I guess the story wouldn't be complete if you didn't say why um, up to this point the leadership had insisted that they would not be able to release a list of people because it was too much of an independent denominational structure. Right. So one of the top asks from survivors, we know dating back at least 15 years, was hey, can you publish the names and share the names of people who have credible accusations against them? And in many cases, people who have been um, convicted and arrested for crimes or charged formally with crimes so that we know um, not to let them go on to other pulpits. And the Southern Baptists repeatedly said, we cannot do that because we're um, our churches are autonomous and we don't exercise oversight over what pastor you can hire in a particular church or congregation. Um, so that's up to the churches. And if, if we um, yeah, if we were to do that, it would kind of mess up our polity structure, mess up how we do church if we started putting oversight in this one area. But in the meantime, this this uh, report finds out that they actually did have a list of um, more than 700 pastors um, who were Baptist and more than 400 that they were able to confirm were Southern Baptists. And um, so it's that duplicitousness of telling at the one time, hey, no, we can't do that. And then on the other hand, actually having the list, but not acting in any way um, to circulate it, to publicize it, to follow up with these individual congregations to see what happened to the pastors. Um, so it's a real disappointment um, that they knew a lot, uh, a lot more than people thought they knew, and still chose not to do anything. So the fallout, of course, is going to be immense. And, if, and should be immense. Of course, as well as it should be. So can you talk about how the news uh, has been received by the Southern Baptist congregations and by the uh, us, the, the flock of Christians as a whole? What does that look like? What are the ripple effects? I think that even among people who had a sense of that this was going on, um, didn't realize how bad things were, didn't know about the list, um, that there's going to be details and elements, particular quotes and language um, that were used among survivors that just shake people who even knew, hey, that it wasn't good. Um, so I think there's a real sense of reckoning and mourning and desire for change. I think that they've made incremental changes to try to make statements, to try to acknowledge their problem, especially over the past three years. And I think at this point, there's a realization that, hey, that's not enough, that we can't just um, 
do the, the smallest step um, and expect that to make any sort of meaningful impact. So I think some of these measures that before they would have said, we can't afford it or that's not in our structure to do it, they're going to have to start thinking seriously about. And those are some of the recommendations in this report, such as publishing a database, um, having a new entity to help receive reports from survivors, um, offering counseling support, offering um, money to pay for that support. Um, so they're pretty thorough, um, I think, recommendations. And we'll see at the annual meeting next month um, how willing they are to consider some of those or to take those steps um, when the time comes. Noted Bible teacher Beth Moore and um, former SBC leader Russell Moore, they're unrelated, um, both received incredible backlash when they decided to announce their um, leave-taking of the Southern Baptist Church within the last, what, two, two and a half years. Um, now, uh, it certainly makes it more understandable to anyone who questioned them what uh, what they were hearing and seeing and why they decided to leave. Um Talk about um, those high-profile exits, Kate, and what that might tell us about the Southern Baptist Church, you know, how it's managing those types of names departing and maybe what it means now that this report has come out. So it's only been one year, if you can believe it. Really? It's um, only been a year. That so much has happened. So it was, it was about uh, last spring that, that Russell Moore uh, left his position and wow. announced that he was leaving the denomination. And that is directly related to the reason we have this report, that um, after his departure, that some of the information, um, recordings, and letters that were leaked around uh, some of his frustration at the end of his time there um, hinted at, hey, a lot of my efforts to help or to do something more stymied by the executive committee. Um, and as a result, we went into last year's annual meeting, at least I did, thinking this was going to be all about critical race theory, a total different topic that was dividing the SBC. And all of a sudden, everyone was only talking about the abuse question and the idea we have to investigate um, the abuse response of the EC because of those those big documents from from Reformor. So it, for in some reasons, it's moved kind of incredibly fast, has gone from that to now um, within a year. It's a huge undertaking to have known all of this. But um, I don't know. I don't know if, if other people are going to to leave. I think a lot of people who had left have left already. And, and some of the numbers on defection are not clear if there's like an exodus uh, of of women or of minorities or some people um, had suggested, but I do think the people who are staying are going to put up with a lot less, a lot less um, and be more outspoken and insistent, knowing that it took a huge effort to get um, to this point and uh, that they don't want to drag their heels anymore. Right. And, and, you know, it, it's hard to overstate the bombshell that this is. I, I don't, I don't want to use those words lightly. You know, and as Kath rightly did when she brought you in with the introduction, she made the parallel between what happened here in the state of Pennsylvania, because, you know, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, largely a very Catholic, uh, dense population here. So to see those parallels and what's happened to the Catholic Church here in Western Pennsylvania, it's it really decimated a, a lot of believers' faith. So, uh, 
we don't we don't have a lot of deep connection to the Southern Baptists here in this eastern part of the country. But the fact of the matter is, there is a huge swath of people who millions and millions who even at this diminished prospect of Christianity in the country today would still claim uh, connection to or membership into the Southern Baptists. So you Largest would think Protestant denomination in America by far. So you would think that the fallout would be swift, and this would just crush, Kate, I'm sure, as it did for the Roman Catholics, a lot of people's faith, that they will never go back to church again because of what's been revealed. Well, I would say one thing to add to that is not only as, um, as you mentioned, is it the largest Protestant denomination at about 13.7 million uh, members by their count, that even if you aren't Southern Baptist, if you're a part of a smaller a non-denominational church or a church that has a lot of overlap theologically with Baptists, you're likely to. These are the biggest seminaries in the country. Maybe you have a degree from a Southern Baptist institution. Maybe you have a good partnership with your First Baptist church. Um, maybe you follow leaders like people who, like Russell Moore and Beth Moore back in the day. Um, so it, it's hard for evangelicals and in broadly, to not be one or two degrees of separation away from Southern Baptists, given their prominence. And that's one reason I cover them so much. It's not because they're the most important, but because they're the most visible to point to, um, and that a lot of people relate to where they stand theologically. And so I hope that um, that this would also be a, a wake-up call for any church, right, to know how bad things can get and to know how you can start to establish a narrative around survivors. These are people out to get us. We can't say anything because of liability, all of this. But once that gets catching on, um, it can go on for decades. Um, and so it's up to churches and those who are in charge, regardless of denomination, to push back against those false narratives and to be trauma-informed. And uh, I think that the, these things are going to be wake-up calls for people in the church. And they know, like you said, that their neighbors are seeing these headlines, too. Um, and for people who have suffered this deep kind of trauma, it's not its not one that um, can be healed quickly, um, mm-hmm. if at all, in some cases. And so I, I think of the, the one survivor, Krista Brown, who talked about it as soul murder, um, that this is, you know, sexual abuse and spiritual abuse at once. And so it's hard to um, to overstate how how harmful that is. Kate Shelnut is the senior news editor for Christianity Today, joining us on the program to talk about um, her report in Christianity Today on the report from the Southern Baptist Church and its investigation. Um this is, I guess, more an editorial comment than it is a question, but I would like for you to comment on it, Kate. I do find it like ironic and laughable that the SBC was caught up in commenting and, you know, investing incredible amounts of energy trying to decry critical race theory when this when sex abuse was all over the denomination for decades. Um, and so I think, boy, you know, how, how do we get so numb to what we're doing and then it becomes incredibly easy for us to point at something else, um, and decide that that's the real problem. Yeah. And it's interesting, even at the convention last year to ask people, what do you think the, the biggest issue is now? What do you think is the problem that needs to be addressed and to hear what people would say, um, I do think for a lot of people it is the, the abuse issue, um, but different people can promote different talking points, and um, you're right. 
So, Kate, this release of these names of hundreds and hundreds of people uh, accused and um, convicted in some ways within the denomination, any idea what will happen? I mean, how will they ferret through something like this? Obviously, rightly so, careers will be ended. And, of course, money will be uh, distributed to uh, any number of lawsuits. I mean, this has to be a crushing blow. This is essentially an atomic bomb. It may at some point just dis- destroy the denomination. The executive committee in a meeting today said that they do plan to release the names as soon as they can um, redact any that they find to be uncredible. So the ones that they can verify, and they said are already verified. Most of them made the list because of a news report or a court report. So there's a reason that they were on the list already and would be eligible for publication. So they said that they're working on that as soon as possible. Um, and I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that is um, th- what the lawyer said was like, that's a, a risk that they're willing to take at, at this point and that they have to, that um, it's good for them and good for survivors and everyone following this story to to know who's on that list rather than defend, you know, keeping it a secret from now on. We wish we could have you on to talk about some more cheery matters, Kate. Maybe hmm. sometime we'll like get together and talk about Baseball. Food or baseball or something. I don't know sure. what. But yeah. for now, I really want to thank you because that was a long report, a, a long piece you produced. Excellent work. And it was very, uh, it was very well done and I thought fairly presented. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Our pleasure. Kate Shelnut, she's the senior news editor for Christianity Today, and she has been on top of the Southern Baptist Convention story. It is well worth a read to check out Kate Shelnut online. Kate Shelnut from Christianity Today. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accounts and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-3156 for a 
free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-3156, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-3156. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, the average garage door is made up of 1.3-millimeter aluminum panels. Something you probably do know, your neighbor likes to tinker with his dirt bike. Something you probably don't know, a runaway dirt bike can take out your garage door and a good portion of your car bumper. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Partly cloudy skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 55. For tomorrow, partly sunny. It'll be pleasant with a high of 73. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 60. For Thursday, we'll see cloudy skies with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Mainly later, we'll reach a high Thursday of 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It is with the deepest of sadness that we have to report that there has been another school shooting in an elementary school in Texas where some 14 children have been killed. Apparently, a Texas gunman who was 18 years of age walked into an elementary school in a small town west of Dallas, fleeing apparently from the border control after he had killed his grandmother barricaded himself inside this school and then proceeded to massacre these children along with one teacher. Many other children have also been shot. They have been taken to area hospitals. No word on their conditions as of yet. But as for as long as Kath and I have been sitting in these chairs, many years past a decade, this is again another mass shooting and, of course, the second shooting in Newton, Newtown, Connecticut, where numbers, large numbers of innocent children has have also been killed. This comes, what, a week away from the shooting in Buffalo, New York, where 10 people were killed in a supermarket. But the lowest of the low, the horror of it all, and it's hard to, you know, put a scale of horror on these mass shootings. But children? Really? Children killed in their school? What is wrong with us in this country that we allow this to happen again and again and again? What is wrong with us? How have we lost our minds? And you know as well as I do, this will quickly become political. But just take a moment, wherever any of us are at this moment, and pray for those families that they sent their children to school this morning And now they'll come back in a box. 
How can this be in this country today? How can we allow this to happen? I pray for peace. But there is no peace in many families' lives right at this moment. Instead, there is wailing, tears pouring out of the mothers and fathers, the grandmothers and grandmothers, the aunts and the uncles, the friends, the neighbors, the community. People will be gallons of tears pouring out of people's eyes at children who will never come back again. Because our sickness is so deep that this happens over and over again. The story is just breaking. Details are spare. But we had to report this news. We'll step away. Please stay with us. But first and foremost, please pray now. One oh one point five W O R D. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit prostateoneperday.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Telling Bibleists, persecuted believers, no, that's one of the hardest things we do at Bible League. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth, and I want to give you an update on our campaign, Stand With Them. You know, Paul wrote, the persecuted, they may be persecuted, but they're not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, for weeks we've been telling you about Christians who are praying for Bibles in order to endure and persevere. Ahmad is in Malaysia. He's a civil engineer, was beaten. When he came to Christ, he's praying for a Bible. Adesh is in Nepal. He's a tour guide near the Himalayan mountains. He was beaten, but he's praying for a Bible in the Nepalese language. And then Einar is in Zimbabwe. She's a widowed mother of three. Her husband was killed by the Boko Haram regime. She's not praying for an end to her suffering. She's praying for a Bible. We're in the final week of the campaign. We end Sunday, and we are far from our goal of sending 5,000 Bibles to the persecuted church. So at $5 a Bible, would you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Or give at wordfm.com and from all of us at Bible League, God bless you for caring. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems, heating and air. Our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs, and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. 
How does the loss of memory affect our spiritual life? How can the church more effectively care for families touched by Alzheimer's? Find out June 16th as Trinity School for Ministry presents Experiencing Alzheimer's, Forgetful but Not Forgotten, a special event with Dr. Carol Harold, M.D. By improving our understanding of the changes in thinking and behavior caused by Alzheimer's, we can more effectively address the needs of those with it. Cost just $25. Register now at tsm.edu slash interterms. I don't know what to talk about after. I mean, we have a whole show <laughs> set but after a... Uh, after a shooting like this, it, I got to be honest with you, it's really hard to uh, focus. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we go down this path? I don't know. And I can't understand why there aren't enough adults, and I mean it, adults, who can talk about this issue without the politics, the politics that creep into it, and without having to protect, pointing. protect their own issue. This is way beyond your right to bear arms, and it's way beyond uh, a, a bunch of Democrats who are looking for a wedge issue. It's way beyond both of those things. Yeah. It is way beyond both parties and their entrenched perspectives on this. That they, And neither one – they prove this over and over again. Neither one really want to solve the problem. They just want to use the issue – to garner more votes. Mm -hmm. They don't want to solve the problem or they would make progress in solving this problem, but they don't want to solve it. They don't want to solve it. They don't want to have conversations with somebody across the aisle and they don't want to give up any of their own particular like fundamental issues. Or power. Or or prestige. Or money. Right. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, when you see lobbyists, you know, politicians are one thing, but lobbyists are another. And lobbyists run this country. Right. You know that's true. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. I mean, if nothing changed after Newtown. Right. How are, how are things going to change now? It's not. Listen, I am sick to death of our two parties. I am. I'm sick to death of them. I agree. I am. I just, when you are, when when kids are being mowed down in elementary schools, that isn't enough. When that happened at Newtown, that wasn't enough to make us think that we needed to get together and solve a problem. No. So we didn't see it again. We're unable to do that in this country anymore. This, that's the truth about it's that. It's just we can't admit. We can't ever give up anything. We can't give up anything for the greater good. I well, don't get it. That's the problem. The, the greater good has disappeared because the greater good is what's good for me. Yeah, and my and my tribe. Right. There is no greater good right. anymore. So We've if, lost I'm, our so way if I'm a Democrat, it's so much easier to hate Republicans and point at them and point at the NRA and say, look, you're the problem. And vice versa. Right. And it's so easy for you to be in the NRA or a Republican or a gun owner and say, no one's going to take away my guns. Well, guess what? Both of those perspectives are not solving this problem. Right. I, I think truly the problem is unsolvable. I really do. I mean, what are you going to do? The The crazy thing is, and of course we don't know anything, but they said the gunman walked into the school. First of all, yeah, but you know how what? do you do that? Okay, but here's the thing. In a lot of of tiny communities, they don't have. They don't the, think about it. Well, they don't. Well, and they don't probably have the money to put in the types of. I mean, what I want a lock on the door or some kind of security system or whatever it is. It's just not something that's part know. of their reality. But like you know, look what happened in Newtown. I mean, you know, the gunman shot the shot the door down. 
That's how desperate and how crazy the person was. So, you know, when you're dealing with mental illness, whether it's the shooter in Buffalo or this gunman now in Texas, I mean, there's, how can you be in your right mind? No, you can't. You can't. So how do you regulate that? How, how do you legislate mental illness along with the hundreds of millions of firearms that are available to anyone? Can you imagine if, situa- if the situation was reversed and there were this many mass shootings, let's just say in Western Europe, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to pick a country. Can you imagine what we would be saying about Western Europe? Sure. We'd be like, those people are crazy. You can't go there. We're not going to go there. We can't. What? Those people are like, what could be wrong? with? But we can't look at ourselves and say, what is wrong with us? That we still tolerate this? Yeah. I just. And I know we don't tolerate it. I know everybody is going to grieve these children. I'm not trying to say that we were not touched by it. But for how touched we are, you would think that that would translate to something concrete after all this time. And it never does. No, it, it, it never won't. never does. Because of the power, because of the money, because of the ego, mm-hmm. the people will not be denied. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see a super high-ranking Democrat and a super high-ranking Republican, okay, come out together, the two of them, and say, you know what? We both have specific interests. We both have specific perspectives. But we have decided today publicly to lay them aside and to try to work together to figure this out. Would that be? That's, That's what happen. I want to see. That That's happen. what I want to see. That's what we need. We need two people who have significant gravitas in their parties to say, you know what? We're not finger pointing at the other party. We're going to stand up and try to fix this. That's what I want. I want one person from each party to do that, to be man enough or woman enough, whatever it is, to stand up and say, I don't enough. hold my own issue so tightly that I'm not willing to relinquish something to get to a place where this never, ever happens in America again. We as a country should be ashamed, deeply ashamed of where we are. This is the best of who we are as Americans, that we send our children. How many times did you think about this when your kids were little, even now? When your kids leave the house, you Mm -hmm. think, I love you, come back soon. And for those parents this morning who's kissed their children goodbye, they'll never see them again. They're gone forever. How can you wrap your mind around something like that? The horror of that. We should be so ashamed that this is who we are, the best of who we are. Well, of course, there'll be an outpouring. There'll be, you know, rallies and thoughts and prayers and prayer gatherings and all that. But then in a week or a month, especially for the rest of the country, we'll get on with that. That town will never be, of course, the same again as it should be. But there's something so fundamentally deeply wrong with us. I know. And it doesn't matter what the... So we've got 
kids that are dead. We've got teachers that are dead. We've got black people who are dead. We've got Bible study people who are dead. We've got well, every gay day in this people country, who are white dead. People. We've got you look at look every, at all those subgroups. It's like it's it's not specific. We have no. Asian people, right? How many shootings have we had that just mow people down? It's an equal opportunity offender. There's no doubt about that. But I mean you see what happened last week in Buffalo. And now you see children murdered again. I know. And you think, we were just talking last week about the Tree of Life uh, architectural plans, the reconstruction starting. And that seems very raw to me. Yeah. And look how long ago. I drive by it almost every day. Look how long ago that was. So whether you're Jewish or you're a black American or you're gay or you're a kid or you're just a person at the wrong place at the wrong time, what nobody's immune from this. No one. I think most of us find ourselves looking over our shoulder more often than not. And when you hear a car backfire or a, a fireworks go off, you God hold your breath me. for a second. Because you hear the gunshots you know, in the distance. And you think, oh, that's that neighborhood or those people there. We're all guilty of this. We as Americans need to be ashamed of ourselves. We all need... We, yeah, it's time. It's time to repent and ask beg God for a way forward. Way past time for all of that. Way past time. Heaven help us. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's side lover's meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. Remember the starter home? Young marrieds or singles just starting out in life, buying that first house? We did it. I bet you did too. Wasn't that a glorious feeling? It sure beats renting. Sadly, starter homes have basically vanished because, as we all know, housing prices have gone through the roof. The good news in all this? Cash out refinance. Now, if you bought a starter home or any home within the past decade, you're sitting on a gold mine. Reinvest in your home. Cash out the equity in your home and do something awesome. Get rid of your debt. Cash out refinancing makes sense because United Faith Mortgage is the preferred lender here at Word FM. Their commitment to us is because they are us. Faith and family is who they are, and that's a big deal. Plus, United Faith Mortgage has the direct lender advantage, and that's big. Plus, they'll pay $500 of your appraisal fee on your refinance. Refinance today. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred.
The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey over the weekend I was doing some some cleaning and um, (laughs) I reached into a closet and came out with a couple of boxes that I'd put away years ago and uh, in the boxes were a, a lot of baby photos you know those early mementos of, uh, and my my young my oldest son was born a pre, as a preemie. He was born ten weeks early. He weighed uh, two pounds nine ounces. And there's a photograph in there of him in the ICU, uh, the NICU, of my hand and his little body. And my hand is just a little bit smaller than his body. I mean, he's a little tiny. He looks like a little bit of an alien baby. He's a little stick figure. He's got a little hat on, one of those little knitted hats and all kind of electrodes all over his body wrapped up inside of a little incubator. He's 24 now. Two pounds, nine ounces. And, you know, when I look at him now, and anybody who's got a, a, a child, I don't care if, you, you know, your child's, you know, if, if you're 80 and your child's 50, you look you look at your children and you still see the baby in them right you still remember all those things those first look the first hold the first step the first words the kindergarten drawings the spelling bees the school pageants all those things parent teacher days all those things that you know that you were going through it was just kind of like the minutia of life me and i think probably true for everybody at the time you were busy and it was just one more thing that you was was part of your day and now in retrospect you know decades later i go wasn't that f- wasn't that fun one of those little league games of blast wasn't cub scouts really good all those things and to think about those families i just They'll never revisit that. That child is gone in a heartbeat. The sweetness of a little boy or a little girl shot in the head or in the heart or somehow maimed, the body crushed, the flesh torn, the blood flowing. How can that be? How can we allow that as a society? That we put our children in meat grinders and we all nod our head and go, 
Yeah, that's what it is to be alive in the 21st century in the United States of America, where we crush our children. We just spent a lot of time talking about the Supreme Court and the abortion leak and how outraged we are. And then when it comes to guns and babies, we go, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Are we not pro-life? Do we not hold God's creation, the single cell forward from the moment of fertilization to the last beat of the heart? Don't we not hold that precious? What is wrong with us? Pray for peace, sanity, courage that we address ourselves, that we look in the mirror and go, we are broken. How do we fix ourselves? Lord, help us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Ryan Anderson, president of the Ethics and Public Policy Center for townhall.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.